Hello and welcome to the Harvard EdCast, a series of conversations with thought leaders in the field of education from across the country and around the world. I'm your host, Matt Weber, and today we're discussing the landscape of ed tech and how ed startups grow and thrive in the field. Our guest is co-founder of an organization called Learn Launch, which along with the Harvard Ed School will be putting on a conference called Across Boundaries, How Can Ed Tech Scale Student Success? Welcome to the program, Eileen Rudden. Thanks, Matt. So I guess, Eileen, for a quick uh, overview for those who haven't heard about Learn Launch, um, as a co-founder, you mind sharing a little bit of the origin story of how you got involved, how you started this, and a little brief history of bringing it up to today? Sure. I am someone who has been part of the technology industry, um, creating the way, the digital way we live today uh, for over 25 years, but I'm also an educator and I served as the chief of college and career preparation for the Chicago Public Schools. And when I thought about the best way I could support uh, growth and student achievement, I thought it really is uh, to combine technology and education. When I saw so many teachers, counselors, school leaders, didn't have professional tools, and I saw the gap between how students live today outside of school and in school. I thought, you know, there has to be a support group uh, to bring together educators, entrepreneurs, investors, and policymakers uh, to help uh, support innovation in schools. So take us through like a typical day at Learn Launch, if that's even possible. Um, I, aside from the conference that will be happening and that we'll talk about in a little bit, um, what does Learn Launch do sort of on a day-to-day -day tangible basis? Okay. Well, on a day-to-day -day basis, we have um, uh, seven of us for f five co-founders and uh, then uh, also our managing uh, director and executive director who are creating classes and educational events for entrepreneurs and educators. Uh, we also are running a, an EdTech Accelerator called Learn Launch X, and on Monday, actually, seven new startups uh, joined Learn Launch, Launch X, and we work with them intensively and provide mentoring uh, for them and support for their growth as well as seed capital uh, for three months, and they stay with us uh, for six months. So there's a lot of active work with those companies. And then in addition, uh, we also have a co-working space so that there are other edupreneurs who've decided that rather than working out of their garage or uh, at some other uh, space want... Out of a Starbucks. <laughs> out of a Starbucks, that's right. Um, that, that they uh, would like to work with other education innovators and learn about how they're approaching all of the challenges that all of these folks are facing. I love the term edupreneurs. I feel like that's really come into the mainstream. Now, I'm not going to ask you to pick your favorite startup that you're incubating. I'd be like, you know, say, picking your favorite kid. But, but tell us some of the work that's happening with some of the startups that you are incub incubating and what's really exciting to you guys at Learn Launch in terms of what these companies and startups are trying to do in the space. Mm -hmm. Well, there, I mean, certainly the ed tech space is extremely large, uh, you know, and here in Boston, we have over 200 startups. We have dozens of uh, ed tech companies that are already, you know, have received substantial funding and, and, are, and are growing. So to ask me my favorites is kind of like asking a, a mother or grandmother, you know, but, but who her favorites are. But I, th I think it's actually most interesting to sort of look at the kinds of problems that they're all trying, trying to solve. 
Um, we have uh, companies in the area such as Elevation Education, which is really working with English language learner populations and, you know, providing database solutions so that educators can understand where their ELLs are, um, as well as providing the data infrastructure then for understanding what are the best approaches uh, to bring those ELLs along. We have uh, a company that's right at part of the Learn Launch X uh, accelerator right now called QThink, where the uh, Sheila, the entrepreneur, has invented a social math platform that focuses on problem solving and gets kids to work with each other to show uh, their mathematical practice and, and helps teachers actually, you know, look at how kids are solving problems rather than just, you know, whether they have the math, math facts. Uh, there are a range of Listen Edition, which was uh, part of our, our last Learn Launch X cohort. Uh, the entrepreneur Monica Brady Meyerhoff is a former NPR uh, a person, and she has created a, a, a resource for teachers that basically uses NPR content, so small bits of NPR content, uh, worked into lesson plans, uh, which are not only valuable for the new Common Core listening standards, but also really, you know, help, help with literacy overall in terms of students' understanding and their critical thinking. Wow. Jeez. I mean, we could talk forever about all these fantastic <laughs> companies more. that you guys are incubating. <laughs> yes. um, so February 28th, big time conference. So all these groups come together. Anyone interested in the ed tech space? Um, tell us a little bit about what's happening that weekend during this conference. Who will be there? Who should come? And if people are interested, how can how can they sort of sign up to, to get to the conference? Sure. Well, we, um, we call it across boundaries because we are looking to have about a third educators, a third entrepreneurs, and a third sort of industry participants, including investors, whether they be financial or strategic, you know, all of whom are interested in the what what is the power of digital learning? You know, how can ed tech scale student success? We have lots of experiments going on out there. I was reading in Ed Week uh, just this week, uh, one of the commentators was saying that one third of schools today have some kind of one to one program, which which I thought sounded large. <laughs> but so we are trying to bring together people with different perspectives uh, to to look to look at questions and really the range of panels. We have 15 panels and we expect, you know, over 400 people, um, again, from those diverse backgrounds, looking at um, what is actually happening in blended learning uh, to competency-based education, you know, how, how are folks uh, uh, creating and using competency-based approaches today? How would teachers be supported if there's a shift to digital learning? Because, you know, it isn't just really about throwing a lot of hardware out there. It's about how do, how do teachers and, and students want to use these tools because they really are our tools. What about the state of the MOOC? You know, how, how has um, the conversation last year was all uh, possibility. Now there's actual experience. How are MOOCs being used? Are they for marketing? Are they for inexpensive education? Are they for blended learning? These are and questions we, have, we ask at the ed, ed school. Exactly. Just we month. have leaders from edX, uh, from Georgia Tech. Gamification. You know, everybody is really, I think, really excited 
about the possibility of having learning, which we all know can be hard and requires a lot of persistence, um, having it be more game-like. So we have practitioners in the area uh, who will be talking about what they see, the what they're doing, what the challenges are, and what and what the potential is. And we ha- and we also have hands-on, um, you know, how to how to do your go-to-market strategy, how to get funding for edupreneurs who might might have an interest in coming into the areas. And, of course, we have buyers, too, like university CIOs and superintendents. You've, you've been in this space for a while. You've seen so many different people come through Learn Launch. You've seen so many different edupreneurs succeed, some not succeed. I'm curious, from your perspective of, of all the wisdom that you've gained over the years, what makes a successful edupreneur? Well, I think we wind up looking for teams that have expertise uh, in the area that they choose. We look for uh, real pain points, um, and we look for some sort of uniqueness. Uh, so those, I would say, are the three uh, criteria that we apply as we're, as we're looking to um, help support and, and figure out really who deserves support um, in, in this area. I mean, we are just always just completely excited by the, the possibilities and the dreams that, that the, our edupreneurs have. Um, and at the same time, you know, we bring quite a bit of business experience and education experience to say, um, you know, it, it, it takes a lot to break in to have teachers um, and school leaders and district leaders and faculty members and university leaders adopt a solution. And, you know, do these folks have the expertise? Is it a real pain point? And, and you know, it, do they have a, a good shot? And it always takes longer than people think. So they have to have same power and patience, yes. Tell me a little bit about... Um your perspective on this all happening within the context of Boston and how Boston is maybe one, in my opinion, and I'm a little biased because I've been here for a while, but you, you've seen it in, in such real world examples, how Boston is really a great space to be an entrepreneur. Yes. Well, we, we really believe that, that Boston, it's the education mecca. We call it the education mecca of the world and believe that it, it should be one of the two, one or two places in the world where this uh, ed tech economic cluster, if you will, will, will develop. Uh, we have you know, hundreds of colleges and universities. We have the highest ranked K through 12 system. We have m- many of the colleges and universities here are adding, if they don't already have entrepreneurship programs, we have a well-established innovation economy. Um, Silicon Valley and Boston really are the two uh, areas in the United States that have had the most technology investments uh, in the past. Uh, Boston is a leader in many, many sectors of technology, and most recently, again, building on the strength of its hospitals and life sciences sector has has become uh, you know again one of the top two areas in life sciences and we believe as this uh, digital education grows that that we in Boston have the elements of technology the elements of great educators and the element of great schools and systems um, who should be willing to try these new innovations 
Another great example of why the name Across Boundaries is the perfect name for this conference. Coming up on February 28th, Across Boundaries, How Can EdTech Scale Student Success? Eileen, where can people sign up for this? What's your website? Um, you can sign up at www.conference.learnlaunch.org. I'm thinking about doing it myself. <laughs> Eileen Rudden, thank you so much for coming and chatting about this. If you are interested in the Learn Launch Conference co-sponsored by the Harvard Graduate School of Education, go to learnlaunch.org or our own website. We have all sorts of information there, gse.harvard.edu. You've been with Eileen Rudden, co-founder of Learn Launch. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Matt. This is the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. Thank you kindly for listening. The Harvard Graduate School of Education, working at the nexus of practice, policy, and research.